How about that victory Monday, man? Uh, Tampa Bay got got hurricaned by the Green Bay Packers. What do you think about that? Woo! Wait, there's a real hurricane going on in Tampa Bay, though. Mom, mom, call me. Let let us know you're safe. Get get the higher ground, all right? And uh, you guys call your moms. Let her know we got Mel Cats from Melbourne. G Long Cats AFL premieres. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how great I am. What a way to start this show, man. This sandbagging son of a gun, Sean O'Mara, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers doppelganger, trimmed up the beard a little bit. You look a little bit fresh, man. Looks good. How you doing? It's short as shit now. It's like (laughs) you can see all the patches now. It looks good, though. I think I did a good job. I did it myself. Yeah, it looks good, man. Good stuff. Yeah, Yeah, just needed to get that light face feeling before i gotta grow it out again for winter to survive yeah. winter so yeah that's fair enough well hey man we got a victory monday we got andy apac up at the top upper left hand corner how we doing buddy i'm doing good can't complain you know uh, a little bit of dying from allergies but what can you do yeah it's still yeah. a great the season great yeah. yeah that covid it's been fun <laughs> man the covid bug ran through my house that was a fun little week and a half of madness oh yeah the covid hey, bug ran through about half of the twitter tailgate it sounds like oh, oh. yeah i saw josie was uh sick how's josie, josie doing? was out katie was out uh it sounds like everyone's doing all right that's good that's good they just you know not got, having a good time with the covids we got a special guest that's joining us right now um she's connecting but uh i always like to sandbag a couple of these you know people i i, I always sandbag. Uh, I'm I'm pretty lucky just being able to like shoot out a message on Twitter and somebody responds and sure enough, <laughs> the Aussie queen of the Acme Packers podcast, the G Long Cats spokesman, she's the one who got us all into AFL. Mel Cats, how we doing? <laughs> she can't hear me. <laughs> oh, no. I can go. I can hear you. I can hear you. There we go. I'm the greatest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. 133 to 52. The G Long Cats beat the Sydney Swans in the AFL. <laughs> Heck yeah. The Premiership. It's all yours. Glory down here. We're about to. Uh, do a grand final parade through the streets of Geelong. Oh, that's awesome! So, uh, you're lucky I've got a voice uh, <laughs> this morning because uh, I've only just got home and the game was on Saturday. Oh, so, oh boy, yeah, fun! That's awesome. But thanks <laughs> for reaching out, it's been so good. Um, hearing from my US friends, um to enjoy the celebrations with me because the last time Geelong won the premiership guys, the Packers won a, a Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> it's time. Uh-oh. Time it's coming home to Green Bay. <laughs> History hope. tends to repeat itself. They say it does indeed. Let's hope. Well, you know, uh, 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 last year, you know, when we first started talking on the podcast, Mel, you got me real interested in the Geelong cats and, um, my boy Tom Hawkins, uh, I, I really, I really uh, kind of fell in love with uh, what he brought to the table. But the whole team down there, and not, not, not. So we get such a filtered view of it, right? And we get all the highlights and the great. I mean, you know, the equipment manager getting pulled out of the stands. You know, like all these great tales happening down there. But 
I'm still trying to comprehend. Now, like I said, my boy Tom Hankins, he dropped three goals on him. I just, I'm looking at the score of 133 to 52 <laughs> and trying to comprehend how in the hell does a team put up this many points? How much is, how much is it go? How much, how many points did Tommy Hawkins put up with those three goals? Uh, so a goal is six points. Six. Uh, so six times three. Uh, Look, big hawk. We call him Tomahawk or Toma. Uh, he's he's a veteran, uh, but playing his best football, and he was outstanding. He set the scene, uh, kicked the first couple of goals. Uh, crowd went wild. I'll have to send you some some footage of me going absolutely berserk, uh, <laughs> and I make no apologies for it. <laughs> well, and so this game was was this in Melbourne? Where was this at? Uh, at the MCG, okay. which is uh, a stadium mainly for cricket. As it began, I know you guys don't have cricket over there. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse my voice, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we play fo- football there. We play all, like a lot of finals and the grand final there. Oh my god, <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and. Uh, there were over there were a hundred and one thousand people there on over a hundred thousand people. That's insane, crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's so many. I want to go to an event with that many people at it so badly. Oh man, yeah, that's so be. many. I mean, people. I guess oh, technically golf events, but they're not like just packed into a stadium like that. Yeah, yeah. it was it was loud, and we had um. We had, well, I, I'm part of the club, as you know, but um, so I missed a lot of the entertainment. So I guess when you're a fan and you're there, you get to see all the entertainment, halftime entertainment and the pregame entertainment, which I know probably fails in comparison to the Super Bowl every year. But this year we had Delta Goodrum, who's um, an Australian. She has my heart, is what she yeah, has. Yeah. Andy has Andy has a bit of a crush, let's be honest. <laughs> and you don't Robert know who Wood, Delta is, please Google Delta Goodrum. She is unbelievable. <laughs> um, and Robbie Williams as well. And they were just, I've watched the replay obviously like five times. And they were just outstanding, like the crowd went went wild for them. So it was just a big party. Just a big party in Melbourne. That's awesome. But I see also, what you're saying, Andy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's also nice because I was yeah, kind of sure watching the, <laughs> I was watching the uh, score uh, and it didn't seem like there was ever any doubt, which must be very nice compared to the heart attacks that the Packers usually give us. So I was heart happy attack, that that baby. happened. The last game, though, I watched the full highlights of that last game against, um, I don't remember the name of the team, but it was like a last second win and it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we. Oh, I'm so embarrassed with my That's voice. Okay. <laughs> I've been singing. We we sing theme songs, so I don't know if you're singing <laughs> it's a long theme song, but that's just been on loop for about three days. Um, <laughs> yeah, it were. It, you know what's great about when you know by halftime that you're you're going to be premiers. It's just <laughs> it's just party time. <laughs> So, you know, everyone was just getting into it and just, you know, uh, the poor Sydney supporters, um, you know, you got to feel for them, you know, in hindsight, and, and I will, but um, at the moment, it's it's all about us. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Back. When the Packers are up 21 to zero in the Super Bowl at halftime, I'm not going to feel sorry for the other team. <laughs> I will not feel sorry for Dolphin fans. <laughs> I like that. We won a premiership in uh, 2009 as well, and that was down to the wire. And I swear, I, I don't know how I survived it. <laughs> Walking out of the stadium, my heart was awesome. something, but this was different. This was chill, relaxo. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we just waited for the final siren um, and the tears. <laughs> all uh, unbelievable. Yeah, so they went on a 16-game straight winning streak to win the premiere. That, the premiere, the premiere is the Super Bowl, right? The Super. This is the. Yeah, so um, you guys call it world champions. We call it a premiers, um, winning a premiership, not a championship. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Uh, uh, Aussie rules football is only played, you know, uh, at an elite level in Australia. So we'll just claim world champions. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's what American football does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. These are 120, though. I mean, the scores are crazy. 120 to 49, 131 to 46. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, the amount of points you put. The action is always just fast paced and uh, nothing like what we saw in the second half of that Green Bay Packers Tampa Bay game. Now, did you get a chance, Mel, at all to see any oh, Packers during this? We had in the background at one of the pubs and you know I'm looking <laughs> at I saw part of it but I have recorded it I have yeah. recorded, a friend recorded it for me so I'll be watching it once I stop partying which I'm not quite sure <laughs> when that will be yeah <laughs> but um I have been told to come home by Saturday <laughs> it, it's uh, Wednesday here and tomorrow we've got what we call our best in Ferris which is um who was our best player for the year um hawkins my boy or is it stengel who's the who's the who's the player oh this year it'll be so close because yeah. we've had we've had enormous um contributions from so many youngsters the veterans so uh i'd, I'd find it hard to pick but yes yeah, stengel will be right up there he made all australian um the all australian team this year so um yeah maybe who knows what about this isaac smith What's he all about? Uh, so Isaac Smith, okay. So Isaac Smith, he's a veteran as well. He used to play for our biggest rival, a team called Hawthorne. Uh -huh. So that's like playing for the Vikings or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he won um, three premierships at Hawthorne and then he's come to Geelong in the prior, like the late stages of his career. Hawthorne just handled into Geelong and... A lot of people were like, oh, my God, Geelong are a retirement home. You've got so many old players and, you know, they're all old, too old, too slow, too good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was one of them and he won what they call, we call here the Norm Smith or the Normie, um, which is the best player on the ground on grand final day. So awesome. killed it. Awesome. Awesome. And so I'm, I'm just going to put my money on. That dime piece, Tom Hawkins. Okay, just so we're on record. Player I have of the year. to send you some footage. He were, he were, he was outstanding, um, as he always is. So proud of him. 
yeah. he's just such a good bloke. Yeah. He's such a good man. Now, can I ask you a question on a personal note? Uh, how, how did your father enjoy watching this championship? Oh, I'm so emotional as it is. Um, yeah, my dad couldn't make it. So it was, uh, it was the first premiership that I've been at the ground without my dad. Oh. Make me cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that hurt. Um, but we've since, you know, uh, seen him and the players that uh, have shown in the cup and all those sort of things so just to you know feel good moments um yeah. he, he's absolutely ecstatic that's awesome thank that's you for awesome. Asking. yeah well it's important you know i mean we uh, we all have the uh, packers connections here and you know going to the games and with friends family whatever like that and uh it's, it's just as important for you guys i mean afl i'm telling you afl is a lot cooler than it than it sounds like <laughs> that it's not aussie football for for those that are listening that don't know about it it's worth the uh afl Mel has turned us into all, all of us into g-long fans so. <laughs> yeah yeah and yes! there's and everybody wants what to be I'm associated with Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne's a cool city. I mean, that's a, yeah. everybody wants to be like, yeah, anything, anything from Melbourne. But it's the sporting <laughs> capital of the world. Fellas. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, I am. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you joined us. Long now is the king. Is the king of um, Australia. So beautiful. We hold that mantle for twelve months at least. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Bragging rights. We love that over the Minnesota Vikings. But I'll well. be over in February. <laughs> celebrating again with my packers <laughs> yes yeah let's hope hey uh thanks for joining us though and giving us a, an afl i know that uh if you're busy and if you're not busy please join or stick with us um for... i actually have to get to the grand final parade but i just wanted to say that uh deepak deepak <laughs> hey oh he's back yes. yeah. he's back <laughs> well have fun at your parade that sounds like yeah, a fantastic yeah. time yeah. So much fun. Um, I I will probably inundate the socials with so much Geelong content. So please don't Good. unfollow me. No, please. Is, no, it's awesome. Literally, the parade. Some, it will cease at some point. Let me enjoy this G yes. moment before I enjoy the other G moment in February. <laughs> as much as you need to. I love it. Yes. I love you guys so much. Awesome, awesome. Woo! Thanks for joining we us, Mel. You. We love you. Thank you again, and congratulations, man. That's just it's awesome. And don't thank you, you long. Thank you, thank you. We'll be celebrating in February, I swear. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is awesome. This is, this is good juju for Take uh, pictures the, of Tom Green for Bay us. Packers. Yes. All right, Mel. Bye. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> you rock. That's awesome. Ah, oh, Mel's the best. Uh, she dude, she deserved that win like nobody. I mean, there's nobody that fans harder for a team than she does for Geelong. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that that girl's at every game, works for the damn club. I mean, with her father, they've been ticket holders for her whole life. I mean, it's like it's like being a part of you know the '60s Packers. And your family having tickets and you've just grown up always like, why doesn't everybody go to the Green Bay Packers games? Well, because we're not all so lucky. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
fans. But anyway, hey, guys, uh, make sure you go out and follow Mel on Twitter at uh, Mel Katz. That's with uh, three Zs. She's a fantastic follow, but uh, appreciate her coming on the show. Guys, let's take a, uh, a quick second here to talk about this Victory Monday. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter where people are disappointed. Uh, Matt LaFleur can't call plays. and Offense oh sputtered. And, uh, I'm just thinking, number one, we won. Need them number two, but we we're playing Tampa Bay's defense. I mean, do we in a hundred degree weather? Do we forget that Tampa Bay has a good defense? I mean, I, just, I don't know. Go look at the go look at the box scores of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' first two victories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom Brady exactly. did not win them a single game this year. He was. I know. I have him on my fantasy on one of my <laughs> fantasy teams, and he's been awful. <laughs> For three games, and his defense has won him every single game alongside yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so like three, three. We things stopped that. A hundred percent. Three things. Uh, you mentioned mo- pretty much all of them. So, like the Florida Heat is a big one, and people might want to say it's not, but go look at the Bills. Go Bills, look at the Dolphins. Lazard touchdown. Uh, yeah, and after Lazard's touchdown, what happened there? <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. This, this Bills team that has been scoring 40 on people's heads and 30-something, uh, they mustered 19 points that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the heat will really, really affect you. Two, it's at Tampa Bay, uh, and they have probably the best defense in the NFL right now, maybe number two <laughs> best defense in the NFL, and we shredded them for 14 and would have been at least 17 if Jones doesn't fumble. Um, now there's a lot of criticism and I've said the same thing about how one turnover and they kind of go away from their game plan or they, um, they kind of lose their identity, but really it just felt like Tampa Bay clamped, like their defense adjusted and started playing more man. And, uh, we, we have young receivers. You have to remember, we have a young team. We didn't have, um, Sammy Watkins out there. We didn't have Watson. So we didn't really have any field stretchers, um, I, I, how, I don't know how you could be mad with a win, honestly, especially how good they looked in early. I'm I'm oh. content. I'm happy with it. We had a collision on a deep ball between two young receivers that could have, <laughs> or well, one young receiver yeah. and one older mm-hmm. receiver that could have very easily ended in seven points or six mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, like you said, we got, we did what we had to do to win a football game and I tweeted it out every I tweeted out every single time we win close games and people start pitching mm-hmm. win by a thousand win by one don't fucking care just win well it, it, this game was not one of these games where people say oh the Packers get all the calls I mean the holding was ridiculous oh I was screaming God. at the fucking TV it was really, running into the kicker really dude well that that was that, that was one of the points I wanted to talk about right now two two of my points of the game were what we did to Leonard Fournette on 12 carries, 35 yards, 2.9 yards. I Six, six mm-hmm. yards was his long run. And that was the thing we were worried about. I mean, and we got to give it up to our linebackers and, and everybody else. You, and but, elite run stopper Rashawn Gary. Oh, just, he, he, if he becomes an elite run stopper, he's the best defensive line or like edge rusher in football. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's in the conversation. He's in the top five, I, I think when you're putting up the grates up there right now, I think the only way they got... stopped them was neckties. Like there's nothing neckties, else. Neckties, man. Yeah. Full arms across them. Full it's unreal. Arms. There's unreal. so many pictures of that. I mean, happening. holy shit. <laughs> it was getting frustrating. But the, the second part of this game is when we're talking about 14 to 12 and we didn't, you know, 
again, we played defense of the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We Aaron Rodgers was flawless in the first half, mm-hmm. right? They dialed it up, something up, and they stopped the, our run, and, and, and they shut down Dylan fantastically. But this is still Tampa Bay's defense. Mm-hmm. The thing that really just pissed me off, though, is the the holding calls. I get it, right? But when you got Tipa, who has an unbelievable rush coming in on that punt, and that guy, he's on his outside shoulder and he spins inside into the the kicker. You can see it from the all twenty two angle. It'll drive you crazy because that play, all of a sudden we have the ball in the 33. Now we're not talking 20, 17 points. Now we're talking we're at 20 points with those couple field goals now with, with without the fumble from Jones. But Rodgers had a great return on that on that kick, um, and it was a bullshit call. And that, like, why isn't that reviewable? I was just going to say why. Like, I understand why we don't have everything in the NFL reviewable, um, but that needs to be reviewable because not only – does that did we lose we end up losing like 40 yards i think was what they said based off of amari's return versus mm-hmm. his next return mm-hmm. um but if if it's fourth and four you give them the first down and they get to continue play like you completely yeah. change the game mm-hmm. with that call and that is one that happens so fast and they have to throw a flag yeah. when they see the kicker go down like that immediately and then talk about it that's got to be a reviewable yeah. play. And yeah. The worst part of that play was that uh, it was a hold, so it should have been a safety. Yeah. Um, and they didn't call that either uh, because there was a hold on the same guy that got pushed into. So not only did you miss the hold on that guy, you also missed him getting pushed into the kicker. Well, it was just so he wasn't even pushed. He was, it was like he was, spun. It was yeah. like that was like to prove the holding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like spun him into it. Un- it was like, like ripped him down. Just he, a was, horrible he practically call. threw him. Mm. But, but besides, I mean, uh, like I have to give it up to both the defense. Obviously, the defense was unbelievable. I think Kenny Clark is is on a mission this year to to be considered oh the best in the league at this point. Like this guy is playing out of his mind. Um, also, um, Devontae Wyatt had a ninety overall grade. If you uh, li- if you look at PFF stuff, uh, is there any that. player that was, like, that was like seven plays? How many snaps? Did <laughs> seven Devontae seven snaps. Yeah, yeah. Is there any veteran player in the NFL? that has benefited from a draft pick this year more than Kenny Clark. <laughs> I don't because think so. they put help next to Kenny Clark and he is just the meanest human being on the planet. It's unbelievable what yeah. he's doing. He's like interior the, offensive. The Packers line. are like, hey, you want to double team Kenny? Well we got <laughs> other guys now. Hey, mm-hmm. you can't double team those other guys? Well we got Kenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. What's going to be great is um, uh, when when they can actually call holding again because it's not Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> we blitzed Quay Walker a lot of times. Yeah. It looked yeah, like so he, he was at the line jumping. Now good. imagine when they dial that up against bad teams where you're not going to get the holding. Magic Tom Brady is not allowed to get holding on his linemen somehow. It's one of his. I guess that's like his Madden X factor. The they don't call holding on his offensive line. Uh, once, once we get to play these teams, like for example, whoever is playing quarterback, Brian Hoyer, I'm guessing next, next week. And then when we get to play Daniel Jones and when we get to play Carson Wentz, it's going to be pretty nasty what this defense is going to do. Uh, and I can't wait for that. And also a shout out, what I was trying to shout out before I got on a tangent was, uh, the special teams, 
because man, they played a near flawless game. I can't be mad at them at all. How much fun is it having a punter who oh flips the God. field like that? It's great. Oh, like I know everyone wanted to really love Tim Massey, but he mm-hmm. wasn't that good. Mm-mm. And then everyone really wanted to love J.K. Scott, and he wasn't that good. It's like they'd have like one or two just like 70-yard booms, and everyone's like, I'm bought in. <laughs> and O'Donnell does it every fucking time. His The one punt where, well, the one that Nixon caught at the one and then tiptoed the line very awesome. carefully, What? not only the perfect punt, but the perfect not gunner flyer mm-hmm. i don't know if you heard matt lafleur they're not called gunners anymore they're called flyers now Got it. nixon was for sure a flyer on that play mm-hmm. and then the other punt that he had where he punted it at like it landed at like the three yard line and spun backwards mm-hmm. to like the eight yep. it was like oh dude like i on those short punts, I almost expected J.K. Scott to punt it in the end zone because it's like, <laughs> yeah, you got a boot, like you got a boot, but you have no control over it. Mm-hmm. And now we've got oh, it's beautiful stuff, man. I love it. Makes me so happy because that's the type of games that special teams cost us in the past. Like mm-hmm. the games that are close and you just don't want to be the team that fucks up on special teams and gets a blocked punt or blocked field goal or something. And they stepped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they did. He looks great punting, but it's just to have somebody receiving the ball. Like I trust Amari. I like Amari Rogers. We don't see him playing any snaps at wide receiver. And I, when he's back there, I'm like, let's go buddy. Every time that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are we going to do now? Now's your time. I don't know when that excitement for Amari Rogers in me is going to end, what he's going to do to, to prove me wrong, but I'm still real optimistic on him as like a, uh, man, shifty. He's learning something back there. I don't know. He he makes that special teams fun to watch. So I saw a lot of comments about the, the, the biggest knock, I guess, people had on Amari Rogers from this game was there was like two or three punt returns where he called a fair catch, and you're kind of like, eh, Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of room there i will 100 percent of the time take a fair catch i do not care as long as in a game like that you do not lose the football we do not and lose i the think football. and yeah. i think that's going through amari rogers heads on those plays i don't think someone told him just fair catch it no matter what i think he's going through last season in his head like i just can't do that i can't fumble the ball i can't drop the like just catch the ball Walk off the field, Aaron Rodgers gets it, we're fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what comes into play there. And I'm not mad at him at all for doing that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. when you call for a fair catch, though, you also eliminate the potentials of the flags. From I mean, we got blocking from the back problems. You know, we Too got called many. once, yep. but it's like yep. you got that one gunner or flyer who's cruising down the field. And I will you know, say that one. You're a half the- a step. That Behind. one block in the back on the punt return was a soft call. I did not like that call yeah. at all. Like he turned his back. He's like his his upper body was not in line with his lower body because <laughs> he knew he was like selling it. He's like, nope, my back. I don't <laughs> like that call at all. I think that if you're a referee, you got to hold your flag on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, we talked about Kenny. Get it. We talked about Kenny Clark earlier and him having a monster game. Did you guys know that those two sacks that he had were um, like legit sacks? Those were like 
those weren't fall into Kenny Clark's lap sacks. Yep, those he were... beat the lineman in front of him. It was it was so gross good. what he was doing. To I forget his name is a the whatever that lineman's name is yeah. uh, in the center's name. I think he was a rookie and he just got played with by Kenny Clark. It's it's gross, gross what he's done to every lineman he's faced this year. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so good to have this defensive line, and they're finally starting to like, like really, really play well. Um, Rashawn was unstoppable all day; literally had to hold him the whole time. Um, Kingsley had a couple good reps too. Um, I mean, not not much of an impact, but he had. What else do you expect from a fifth round rookie? And then Preston is just so solid on his side. No matter what you're asking him to do, you're asking him to run fit, he's going to do that fine. You ask him to pass rush, he's going to do that fine. Um, so having uh, P and, and Rashawn on the other side is great. Uh, I just, man, once we start playing these, like this is a perfect stretch of, of season that's coming up because it gives our offense time to get get right, basically. Yeah. Because right now, who's going to score in these next four games? You got the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Like, there's no, I'm not threatened by any of them. I could handle um, a couple touchdowns by Ramondre Stevenson. I got to move him <laughs> up into the starting position. I could fans. handle Patrick a couple touchdowns you know. from Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah I'm, that could, I'm sure that I'm sure they're going to score, but like our defense should handle. Actually, them. I might not need any touchdowns from Carson Wentz because uh, by <laughs> then. I may have a surprise comeback from Dak Prescott. Oh, very mm. nice. They're yeah, saying I he might it. even be back next week. They took his stitches out today. Wow, that's crazy. That's way you know, too, too that's fast. Way, way too fast. Not <laughs> as fast as Tua. <laughs> oh, my God. My, my CD Lamb my CD Lamb needs him. Hey, There's guys, no way that the Dolphins aren't getting fined for putting Tua back out on that football field. Oh, it was a back injury. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like it. Jaron Reed we got to talk about because he's got – he's on the bottom of the stat sheet one tackle you know there's not a there's not a uh, an image on Kenny Clark's place or Sean's place that that you don't see Jerron Reed in there I mean the guy is really moving the pocket is one of the best free agent signings literally for the money in the production that you're already getting off three games uh th- that I can ever think of man I mean it's just freaking it's beautiful he's, to see he's that. been so solid it's like the definition of do your job that guy is exactly doing what we need him to do to let everybody else on the line succeed mm-hmm. and it's just great i think like, even greg olsen like kind of gave him flowers mm-hmm. in the game um as hard as greg olsen is to listen to doing broadcasting right now i hope he gets better because some of the he just kept like losing his words and just he was he was lost out there but I think he did mention at one point something about John Reed and like along the lines of like, it's not the stuff he does isn't going to come up on box scores, but he's very important to this Green Bay Packers defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a fantastic looking defense when you got Clark Reed, our two ends and you got Quay and Devondre. I mean, that is a, that's a formidable fucking face. You got to go against when you're <laughs> Lenny Fournette thinking you're going to get another 100 yards. I did want to say something about Preston Smith, too, because Andy brought Preston Smith up and how good he's been on his side. And I know I hear it from people that aren't, like, as tuned in. They just watch the games, and they get if the backers win, they get excited. Um, that they're like, they, they're like, Preston's not doing anything this year because he's not – he's another guy. Like, this year, especially this game, you didn't hear Preston Smith's name called out a lot. 
But if you like sat, I I made a point on some plays to just watch Preston Smith. And when you watch him in that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, his ability to run his guy into Tom Brady's pocket and just collapse the pocket and not allow Tom Brady to move outside at all. And you could see Tom Brady's kind of only option most of the time was just to kind of drop in the middle, but our middle's so stout that he can't go there either. Like even the one, the one where Tom Brady got away, obviously yeah. he got away because Rashawn Gary was being hogtied and was going to sack him for an eight yard loss. So like Preston Smith is playing his ass off and just because you don't hear his name does not mean that he's not worth every fucking penny we're paying him. I can't decide who gained more weight in the offseason, uh, if it's Alan Lazard or Preston Smith, because both of them look noticeably bigger. and <laughs> In a good way. Yeah, real, really uh, dominant. Did you see the highlights today about like how angry Lazard was on the field? He was yeah, that block. Skulls, oh, man. my God, that block he put on. I can't remember who he put that block on. Davis was a- Davis, Davis yeah. There's two Davis. there's two oh. big blocks he had. One was on Cortland Davis and the other one was down the field on the But the one on Davis, like I've seen Ooh. that hit a lot in hockey and you get suspended for that kind of shit. <laughs> he left he left his skates and everything. He was like, Bop, here I am, boy. That's so lame. They call him War Daddy for a reason, man. <laughs> Are we getting a little too excited about Romeo Dobbs right now? Uh, no, nope. not not excited nope. enough. Eight targets, I agree, eight receptions, seventy three <laughs> yards. Can I read you? Uh, can I read? I was ready for this. Uh, can I read you a stat line? Yeah. After three weeks, Packers wide receiver, shout out Zach Cruz, uh, Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs ranks among rookie wide receivers. First in catch percentage, 87.5. First in passer rating when targeted, 123.2. First in yards after catch, 87. Fourth in catches with 14. Fourth in receiving yards with 137. And sixth in yards per route run with 1.9. So those firsts, all those firsts, those are definitely behind <laughs> Pickens, right? That Pickens uh, is better in those well, categories. The way math works in the real world and not in like – desperate to you know make the Packers look dumb yeah <laughs> uh, the, the way it works is is first oh. is first oh okay actually. that yeah. actually makes sense yeah. that actually makes sense it's unbelievable so he's better statistically right now than George that is Pickens. correct, that is okay. correct. okay I think okay. what about Devontae? He's even better than <laughs> Mooney down there in the Bears. I think our rookie is beating all the Bears receivers. All Fox together. once again know. for a second consecutive week forgot to mention how Devontae Adams was doing during our game. <laughs> <laughs> but listen uh, to your to your point about Mooney. I mean the the Bears are undefeated when he completes eight eight passes. So. <laughs> Oh, Justin Fields, man, that guy is not great. Man, they're like, can we talk about Bears fans on Twitter that like (laughs) are using their two wins this year as justification for everyone being wrong that they're a bad football team? My God. Yeah. Like you guys beat the 49ers who right now look terrible, also in a monsoon. Mm -hmm. And then you just beat the Houston Texans who have mm-hmm. nobody. It's it's really sad. I don't know how you could look at that team and be hopeful about things. Like it oh. doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, we won two games. Like, great. You're you're ruining your your high pick because yeah. you keep winning 
nonsense games that you're you're getting either lucky or you're playing a bad team like the Texans are horrible. You're going to celebrate beating the Texans like what? It's embarrassing. If you're a receiver on that team, you're so disgusted oh with all the preseason <laughs> hype and all the interviews you had to give and how you, I'm so invested in what Justin Fields is going to do and all of a sudden this in a game that you guys were blown 11 times in a game that you guys were blown out in primetime, your coach wouldn't let your quarterback throw the ball more than 11 times <laughs> in a game you were losing the entire time let's go back to dobbs love though because seriously i don't think we're i don't think we're doing enough the, i feel the, like we're doing it over i think it's i think it's a little overblown i don't think I want, so I, I need to be that voice i think it's a little <laughs> overblown but, but carry on tell me i don't think it's overblown like with receivers you just know it when you know it. like when you see it they they good receivers just stand out and the kid just does everything right. Uh, he's still young. He's only got three games, obviously. Except for when oh. he runs into other Once. players on deep routes. <laughs> so those are the rookie mistakes. You're gonna see. But <laughs> runs he, the wrong route. On he the keeps can, getting please. separation in man coverage. He keeps being sure-handed. Yep. I mean, you just saw the stat. He's first in catch rate. Hmm. He keeps doing the things that Rodgers will make, like will make Rodgers want to throw him the ball. He finally gets featured, and he has a huge game, eight eight for eight catches, not a single drop. Um, it's just once he cleans up those mental things and the game kind of slows down, as they say, he's going to be great. Like, the dude just plays, and I can't wait to see him when Watson finally gets his shine um, because I think uh, th this might be a hot take. I think Watson is better than Dubs. Um, maybe not right now, but I think he has the potential to be better. Uh, especially the way they're going to use him in this offense. But but really, Dobbs is so – it was just such a good performance. I, I couldn't believe how he stepped up uh, when he needed to with Sammy out and Watson out, and I think he's going to be great this season. I agree. I love Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> I I said – so that's where, where me and Andy disagree now. I mostly agreed leading up to the season and then had to eat my words at least so far – when I said that Christian Watson was going to be the better rookie wide receiver and it looks like Dobbs could end up being not only the best rookie wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers, but the best rookie wide receiver in the entire NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm pumping the brakes. You know, I mean, eight, eight for eight is a little misleading. He had good thing know, I caught your brake line. He, he had the uh, six, you know, the six receptions that were for positive yards. I mean, the t two receptions that he got, he was smothered right away which I thought were great. I mean, just to hold on to the ball. That was good to see. The one play he made, though, um, it, was a, it was a real quick pass, and it was a tough catch. And that's where I was like, okay, now you don't look like a rookie. I, I get mm -hmm. it. But I also know that in the offense and what was available, if this wasn't Dobbs handily beating the Tampa Bay defensive cornerbacks in my I mean these these were plays that we he had great schemes on him and uh and he was open and he ran the right things and he did what he was supposed to do he's not the second coming for me I just think it's a great rookie game it's the third game I'm so happy that we got this guy in the fourth round and he looks like a, a receiver that can be a competent number two and a huge James Jones number three for his career What's I get Lafleur. What's Lafleur incredible at, and has been incredible at as as his entire career as a head coach? Not calling good second halves, scheming wide up. receivers open, 
And so Dobbs will continue to be schemed that wide open, and it's going to go from a good rookie game into a really good rookie year. Yeah, not it's not going to be like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type stuff, but he's gonna. I could see Dobbs with the building confidence from a game like this sneaking up and sniffing a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think he falls short of a thousand, but. I just like the way he plays the game mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and the fact that this game is going to build on to more success is going to build on to I just have to go off of what the coaches are saying which is he uh he gets open on man coverage even regardless of scheme he seems to be able to get off the line and get open against man you always need a guy who can do that so the fact that he can and the coaches are saying he can and Rodgers is giving him praise um, I have to go off of that and say he's he's great right now for us, and I can't wait to see how he develops for the rest of the year. Again, I still think Watson, man, when that guy starts to get the opportunities that Dobbs is getting, I still think Watson can really, really that, show that's up. That's the question, Andy. Is he going to get those opportunities? I I, I don't so. know, man. I don't. And you're talking about game three. Is he going to make it for the next game? Because here we go again with these mm-hmm. fucking soft Hands tissue spring, injuries. Man. Oh, it's the worst. Whether it's Jair and a groin, hey, and he, they think it's not that serious. Okay, well, let's talk to the groin about that one, man. Those things don't <laughs> heal quick. And the Sammy Watkins, like he, <sighs> he, he, when coach says, man, they probably pushed him a little too hard having a night game on a Sunday night and practicing in full pads on Wednesday and pulling a hamstring, which we know Sammy's got this problem. We know it. It's always happened. And now you. You think, Coach? Jesus. Out four, four weeks on IR. You know, just just when we're thinking, hey, man, ha, 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 you guys got Julio Jones and his injuries. Ha, ha, good thing we got Sammy. Fudge, man. Just completely mismanaged that, that situation. I don't know why they didn't let him take it easy. They give a lot of the veterans rest, and he is a veteran with a history of injury. Like, man. Yeah. It really sucks because he was finally coming into his own. I felt like he just had a big game. He was finally contributing, and then boom, he's off. Um, and he could come back all right. Yeah. IR is only four weeks. Yep, yep, he can come back, uh, which is the hope. Um, and to flip it to a positive, back to the future Hall of Famer, Romeo Dobbs, <laughs> um, do, how important on a scale of 1 to 10 do you think confident, early confidence as a rookie wide receiver is to your progression. Yeah, probably a 10. I think there's two positions where confidence is like eh, three positions where confidence is super important as a rookie wide receiver corner and quarterback for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I would tend to agree. And now for the four weeks that Sammy Watkins is on IR, your matchups as a guy that's going to have to play a big role in games are the Patriots, the New York Giants, the New York Jets, and the Washington Commanders. I would call those favorable matchups to build a lot of confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what Romeo Dobbs is going to do in those next four games, and that's what brings up the question of, you know, how long is Watson going to be out? It, it, this is one of those things that feels like, guys, to me, he's going to come back, he's going to have a game, a game and a half, and then he's going to be out for another two games. You know, that's just going to totally take a shit on his rookie season, which is why I think Dobbs is kind of the de facto number one with even though, you know, you have Lazard coming back with his injury as well. You know, he's kind of the number one, but you can also see like Lazard pretty, pretty level line. 
look, looks like a, a, a line that Dobbs had, right? Like Lazard, 70 yards and a touchdown. Dobbs, to me, looks like the guy that can have five receptions in the game, 100-plus yards in, in the touchdown. He just seems like maybe he's not going to get eight targets all the time, but he can get yeah. those bigger – Huge plays. Once we get some consistency, mm-hmm. you know, with some of our targets right now, because we're kind of figuring out who that who that person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really sucked to lose both the speed guys before this game because you could see they couldn't stretch the field at all. So they just got to either line up eight in the box or play big nickel or um, they, they didn't have to worry about getting beat over the top because they didn't have Watson or, or Watkins there. So to your point about when is Watson going to come back and, and is he going to come back for a game and then have to miss two games? Like, I really hope that's not the case. Hamstrings are always tricky uh, and I'm sure they'll do the right thing. I mean, we saw Bach return finally um, after a whole lot of time off. And played uh, phenomenal. Yeah, he played awesome. Uh, we haven't given him enough praise yet either, but well, we got um, we we have a, we have to talk about him. Specifically. Let's let's absolutely. do this right now. Let's dive into Bakhtiari because that's Run. one of the storylines that is quickly got. Just we went from he's not going to play again to holy mm-hmm. shit he's he he might play. Holy shit! Now he's splitting every other series. Like when he <laughs> when he was out the first time, I was like, "What happened?" What, yeah, he, yeah. Like, everyone what happened? freaked he, out. Everyone on Twitter started no. freaking out. No, not already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't know what's happening. Oh, uh, it was so good. I freaked good out. I'm gonna be honest. How good is it that we have a guy like Yash Neiman who can come in and do the splits with David Bakhtiari like that and not like really lose that much of a step yeah. from David Bakhtiari? Like you still have a really good left tackle yeah. to flip flop with him. We're going to have awesome. to have some kind of uh, questions answered with Bakhtiari's longevity in this injury because you just don't want to yep. lose Yash when everybody's talking about having to extend Jenkins and and what we already got invested in Bakhtiari. We don't want to lose Yash because he is what we've had a mountain of a man for years that has been in the program who's developed into somebody right now who is pro football focuses number three left tackle, right? I mean, it's, that's good shit. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to think about like knowing that at some point whether it's soon or not with David Bakhtiari's knee. Yeah. How lucky are we going to get? Not, not really lucky because we're very good at offensive alignment, but are we really going to just end up with another stud left tackle if we can't hang on to Yash? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Zach Tom, Caleb Jones are our projects, and Zach Tom looked promising. So mm-hmm. uh, we might very good. well next year have, yeah, we might very well next year have a, very serviceable backup to Bach who just keeps getting better. Just like Yash, like Yash mm-hmm. came in, he was a project and we built him up. Um, I do think we need to really get like that right guard spot. Like I wouldn't be surprised. This is thinking way down. I wouldn't be surprised to see Zach Tom get some starts over there. If, uh, if we don't shore it up, cause I don't think Royce Newman was the best. How long are we going to try that? Yeah. He has not been the best for three games. Now. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't I don't I don't know, man. It's it's I just want to throw Zach Tom out there, but I trust the coaches. Um if they don't want to do it, then he's probably not ready. And I get that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I'll let them, you know, they're gonna play they're gonna play Royce Newman, then that's fine. But really, what do you have to lose? Because I feel like there's not that much of a difference between the two right now. Uh and I'd like to develop Zach Tom in the fire, like get him out there and play him. But it's hard for me to believe that Zach Tom is worse than Royce Newman. 
Yeah, he's he's not been great. And then uh, hopefully Myers is just cramps. Let me just say that because yeah. man, I do not want Jake Hansen on that line. We don't need to see any all. more Jake Hansen. Not on a our single offensive snap. line unless it is preseason. And, uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Hey, another thing I want to circle back though on on the wide receiver conversation, just to you know, uh, listen, man. There, I, I'm not I'm not alone in this belief that when preseason and camp has we're so gung-ho about the green bay packers and what our weapons can be and believing that everybody is going to be a freaking gold jacket member but Jawan mm-hmm. winfrey is not uh an nfl wide receiver by what we think in our heads you know what we oh. hoped he could be and is disappointed like i look at the emotions i had when he was released and i'm like man shit, dude i thought he was gonna do it him in the games does not look like as fluid and confident as Romeo Dobbs looked. Do they have a training camp Hall of Fame? I that's what it is, you know, and that's it's what we get be. as Packer fans. I'm not the only one out there who just falls in love with these guys, you know, and Rico Gafford could be the next per- no. I was bummed when we didn't hang on to Jawan Winfrey and I was equally as excited when we I found out he cleared waivers and made it back onto our practice yeah. squad mm-hmm. and I was thrilled when they elevated him and then as the same thing. I watched him on the field and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, what is yeah. that's not training camp Winfrey." Yeah. He well, just doesn't I, look like he has it. I thought if he, if he was in Dobbs's role, would he have had eight receptions? I look look at the two that Dobbs got smoked on as soon as he caught those balls. Is Jawan keep, keeping those? Those I just, are fumbles or or drop passes. Yeah, it just made me think like, okay, man, we don't know what the hell we're talking about when we're talking about evaluating talent <laughs> on the on the receiver level. You know, Travis Fulgham is another one. Like you know, preseason All Star. You know, there's mm-hmm. a reason can't fit in it but uh, one guy that we always bagged on in the preseason tyler davis we needed to give a little shout out to because <laughs> guys this is a couple games in a row where he has in my eyes gone all right dude i get it i get it i see what we're looking at what do you guys think yeah, yeah i mean i was thrilled for him on that big play and I had to delete a couple of tweets that i wrote out <laughs> that i was going to put out there and i was just like no no we'll leave it alone um basically dunking on myself um but also like i mean he's got what like two three catches mm-hmm. so it's not like he's the impact tight end we're looking for but it's fine because robert tunyon is kind of coming back into form we're yeah. seeing some big plays out of robert tunyon so like i'm okay i'm okay with the tyler davis i'm seeing now being on our roster yeah. uh, in the tight end room that we have, yeah. mm-hmm. I would be really interested. It'd be really interesting to see how Tyler Davis would handle a larger role, but I'm, you know, guys are allowed to get better. Yeah. And yeah. I may not have kept him on the 53 when it, when cuts happened, <laughs> if I was in charge, but Raise guess what? I'm not did. in charge. <laughs> I'm not in charge. So good thing I'm not because he's doing a hell of a lot better now. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got wheels and he's big and he's a mismatch. And like, if he gets us one or two catches like that a game, I mean, yeah. God bless you. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take it all day. Um, yeah. Just don't mess up is all I ask. Just don't fumble. Don't bobble that, a ball. That's that's all. really all we're asking for. That was a, there was a point in the game where he's, they, 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 they lined up. He's <laughs> next to, he's next to Jenkins. And mm-hmm. as Aaron is 
calling the place. He's got his whole head turned back looking at him. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. You don't want to. You're going to get smoked right out. But he did some pretty good blocking out there. That's what I was noticing. Like, his blocking, I'm like, all right, man, you're not getting blown out right now. He reminds me of a young Robert Tanyan, you know, who is, like, not the best blocker, bigger guy, you know, can catch and run. Um, and if he's in there for exactly like you said, one or two receptions that are positive yards and he's not missing any huge blocks, like, hey, that's a great fill-in for a number four option on that play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not yep. you're not the number one option. And uh, if you can be that but safe valve and consistent, fuck yeah, all day. I can't be the only one that held, my, that held his breath when he was making that long run. And I was just like, oh, boy, when someone hits you, you better hold on to that fucking football. <laughs> yeah, I... I was also a little concerned, but I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was I was cheering more than I was concerned. Yeah, I was still cheering. Was I was also just like, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. About this. <laughs> it is telling though that um, he's getting more snaps in play than Deguara, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because yeah. I thought Deguara would be a bigger piece of the offense, but apparently not. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that guy. Um, he might just be a player for us, uh, and I don't know if he's here next year or whatever, but. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Davis is contributing more right now, so more power. It's funny how sometimes the coaches are right and we're not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, hey, guys, uh, coming up in an hour here, hey, we got a fun game next week, next Sunday at 425. It's a CBS game. Uh, I think Romo is going to be announcing that one. That'll mm-hmm. be world above what we've had the last three games. But listen, Christian Watson, hamstring injury still. Mercedes Lewis got in the game a couple of plays there, so his mm-hmm. injury was nice to see that he was back in there. But we don't really have a whole lot of huge injuries right now that going into this game. I feel like we're kind of getting healthy for a stretch of some pretty pretty banged-up teams, you know? I mean, but New England just lost Mac Jones, their quarterback, to a real high – look, a nasty high ankle sprain. So um, we're going in there guns blazing, man. It'll be interesting. Who's that quarterback now? I think it's Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, Rashawn. Mm. Have yeah. a day. Have a day. Have a day, a Kenny. Uh, this should be another defensive battle, except their defense is nowhere near if, as good as Tampa. If you have the Green Bay Packers defense on fantasy, this might be a week to, to <laughs> throw them out there. <laughs> you know, I got them. I got them. Yeah, but I like this stretch. You know, up leading to that October 30th Buffalo game, we have uh, some – fine tuning to do and you know i can't wait to see what happens with this defense as mm-hmm. our linebackers continue to grow i mean guys oh, we didn't talk about quay walker oh. we didn't talk about devondre campbell's you know 14 uh, tackles and Crazy. two point uh conversion oh tip i mean and was, not like blake martinez tackles where he's always chasing the guy down the field these were like <laughs> some good tackles yeah mm-hmm. real good tackles they were not nine yards down the field absolutely right man but I'm excited to see what happens with this defense. It's looking like we could have a championship defense. That that game holding Tampa Bay to 12 points, we got to celebrate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, yep. we got to celebrate the way that we played offensively, moving the ball, not giving up. That turnover was rare. The the, the, the interception was awful. Uh, the fumble was just something that we're not going to see much out of Aaron Jones. The guy doesn't fumble. So, I mean, uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about this. Victory Monday has been good for me. And uh, – Appreciate everybody out there listening to us. We are all over iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, every place you can find a podcast. You will hear the Acme Packers podcast Monday nights recaps with Andy APAC, A-R-D. Andy, give us your final words on this victory Monday. Yeah, great, great victory against a really good team. 
Uh, can't wait to see us uh, win the next four, and then whatever happens in Buffalo happens. I hope it's a competitive game. Uh, find me on Twitter, Andy A. Pack, and I only tweet good takes. <laughs> 100%. And big man down at the bottom, I love the beard. It's a new change, new fresh look. Outlook on the Green Bay Packers is just as funky. Buddy, take us out of this mess. Acme Army. I can say I'm more aerodynamic now. <laughs> look out. <laughs> Ain't no stopping me now. Just like the Green Bay Packers, ain't no stopping them now. They got four really fun games for both our defense and offense coming up. And then, like Andy said, just walk into Buffalo and have one of the best matchups of the year of the Buffalo offense versus the Green Bay Packer defense. Ooh, I can't wait. Once we've built up some confidence eating Brian Hoyer for dinner, <laughs> and just oh, it's going to be so much fun so stick around with us and also a big shout out again to Mel and Packer Nation's new favorite AFL team the G-Long Cats Go Cats! Go Cats! We love it <laughs> Come back next week because we're just going to have more fun and as always Go Pack Go Go Pack Running around in circles, you got a string of home.